Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jordi Miller and welcome to the Empower Women series of December. Uh, to, uh, today we have Susan Stone, um, which I gotta be honest, a lot of people in the firm were looking forward to this particular Uh, topic, time management. And uh, it was kind of like a good time of the year as everybody prepares for the holidays. That's what everybody had in mind. But for a lot of people in this company uh, that have gone through a process of prioritization, some even into Buddhism, some even into like energy, time management became top of mind, I would say a couple of years ago, a year ago, and it has changed our lives internally. So welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Susan? Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. And um, I want to start with a couple of statistics that kind of blew my mind um, when researching for this particular interview. And this is around the topic of productivity. Uh, These are United States statistics. And around... 43% of all the time that we are in an office space is used not in work, which is a manager that was like mind blowing for me, right? Then the next thing that came up was around 56 minutes a day from all employees in 2016, I think this interview is from, or this survey is from, is used by employees being on their cell phone in non-related work stuff. And I kept, kept, I kept finding in, like statistics about this all over the internet. There's some about like how March Madness affects productivity and how Christmas holiday shopping affects productivity. But I would say recently, I was brought, it was brought up to my attention, personal attention, through an Apple iPhone update, my screen time. And this is how much time I personally spend looking at my screen in my phone. And I, it was not surprising. But it blew my mind that the phone knew it, that I was not doing anything to change it. I just accepted. So I was kind of like two steps ahead of like, oh, I need to be aware. I need to do it. Now I need to change it. And I was like, what else can I do to change this? So I hope we get today in that conversation. But I'm assuming all these things that I'm saying to you today, Susan, are not a surprise. Actually, what's a surprise is uh, only 56 minutes. I would yeah, have thought it would be a little, uh, yeah. higher than that. We lose so much of our um, brain time and energy time to social media, to all of those wonderful attractions out there, keeping up with everybody's news. Uh, and it's so easy because it's right in our pocket or right on the top of our desk. Yeah. Um, and- we're, to the, one of the topics that came up today in the, in the conversation was being aware of where you spend your time. And if you actually go online and start reading some of the stuff that Susan has put out there, is you need to know where your time is going, just like you're, you know where your money is going to. Um, I, would, I would like to spend a couple of minutes maybe expanding on how you approach this process of first being aware of where your time is going. Or how can people start this process? Exactly. Well, everything is grounded in awareness. If you don't know what you're dealing with, uh, it's really hard to fix it or to even know if it needs to be fixed. When I was speaking with the women today, I really focused in on the foundation, the fundamentals. And that starts with intention Mm -hmm. and awareness. If we uh, are not clear about setting the intentions we have for our day 
for our year, for yeah. our uh, particular stage of life, things are just going to come by, distract us. We're going to go off on wild goose chases and we're going to lose the very core of why we're here. So I can, we can certainly talk about yeah. lots of techniques for how to figure out where our time is going. Um, but it's remembering that underpinning, that intentions of where do you want your time to be going? What are your real priorities? And are you making the time for them? I think that's what, at the end of the day, when we feel like, I was so busy, I got so much done, and I didn't get anything accomplished. Hmm. We can get very much uh, involved in doing the tasks, the busyness, because it feels good. We can check them off our to-do list. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we're getting to the really important, vital things of, mm-hmm. of why we're here. Um, uh- Around a year and a half ago, a few staff members uh, from the Lexington team uh, got to spend uh, a day with a monk, uh, Dan Dupani, which is a monk that comes for entrepreneurial organizations that he travels all around the world. Um, but one of the things that he brought to everybody's forefront uh, was that decision of where you want your energy to go. And eventually energy translated to where do you want to spend your time as well. And one of the most difficult things that we found out was this is our reality today. What activities am I going to do to start changing those to where I want them to be? And we found one thing. If it doesn't get scheduled, (laughs) it doesn't get done. And I'm pretty sure you want to talk about that a little bit. If you don't put it in your calendar as an activity, it doesn't get done. I uh, live and die by my calendar. I try to keep up with the times, and I did try to use a digital calendar for a year. I gave it 12 months. Um, It wasn't (laughs) fast enough for me. I couldn't open it up fast enough and get the information in. So I've gone back to paper and pen, erasable. Uh, But it's for me, it is what is the centering piece of my life. (laughs) Because the calendar is where it goes from, I need to do it. To I'm I'm going to and I am doing it. Yeah. If you don't build it into your schedule, it's just a really good idea. <laughs> um, and good ideas are are a lovely start, but they have to be turned into action. Yeah. And appointments with ourselves, it sounds kind of crazy, but we wouldn't necessarily blow off an appointment with a client or a doctor's appointment, and how easy it is to forget ourselves and what our priorities are. Yeah. So the big tasks of the day, the intentions for what I'm going to accomplish this week at work, this day at work, really need to be scheduled in. Hmm. We we talked um, today a bit about uh, time blocking, figuring out when your ideal best functioning time Hmm. of the day is. Um, I know that I am not a four to six o'clock in the afternoon person. That is definitely coffee break time for me. I can't do anything with my brain. It's traffic time for me. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, you know, there, there's some things we can do that doesn't require a lot of executive function. Um, yeah. But it's knowing when your peak times are and scheduling those high priority, high important, maybe not urgent. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not that voice nagging you to get it done. But if it's important, it needs to be scheduled in. Yeah. One of the I think phrases that a lot of people walking out of today's session had in their head was like, we cannot control our time, but we cannot, we can certainly control our schedule. And that kind of like gives you a little bit of the insight into your own time. Um, I personally, I'm a practitioner of this scheduling, literally time to think or 
time to work on your own stuff or and then block the time. But I'm also guilty of moving it to a second priority when it comes to calendaring. Um, how how can we have or help people keeping the time for your own to get stuff done, to be as high in priority as it is to meet you for a coffee? Like it has to be up there. Well, I think it, it's helpful to take a step back and look at the various parts of our life that's calling calling to mm. us, um, that we're being uh, asked to attend to. Our, our home life, even the physical maintenance of the home, our family life, keeping relationships going, our own health and the importance of uh, not just exercise, but nutrition and sleep and lowering stress, uh, the pieces around personal growth. What are you doing to keep growing as a person? And spiritual growth. Are you giving yourself enough time for that um, it's the pause that refreshes. Uh, how do we become centered in the real priorities of our life? Um, I find using a calendar, just the act of committing to a block of time moves it a step closer to actually being done. Um, uh, at some point, I think in January or March this year, we had a guest, uh, an amazing guest, Danielle Gottesman Benarouche. Uh, she was our mindfulness coach for Empower Women Series event at that time. And uh, one of the phrases that stuck with me that I actually tried to pass along to everybody that is kind of suffering a little bit of time management or priorities issues is you have to give permission to yourself to say no. And once you start doing that, it changes a little bit the dynamic. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that I have not heard before. <laughs> uh, that I stole. That's a title of a book, a great book. Um, but it's it's a it's a perspective that many of us don't have. Yeah. That we feel we have the right to say no. We want to please. We want to be helpful. We want to take our share of life's uh, responsibilities. Saying no feels selfish, but saying no means you can say yes to something else. It's liberating. Yeah, and I, I think we forget that there's two sides to no. And it's all about boundaries. That's mm -hmm. what we're really coming down to, whether it's um, boundaries around scheduling the time for mm -hmm. what you value and need to get done mm -hmm. uh, or scheduling your interruptions. Um, one of the women was talking about she does her emails twice a day. She checks them in the morning and responds and checks them in the before going home from work and responds. People know that they're not going to hear from her in the middle of the day. She's accessing her emails at the time when she can do something about them. Hmm. So many times I open an email up and think, oh yeah, I've got to get back to that, I've got to get back to that. And so mm -hmm. it weighs on me. And it's one of those distractions that's yeah. pulling me from what my focus really ought to be on. Yeah. So that kind of, um, and I, it takes a lot of willpower. Yeah, it, it takes does. a lot of willpower. And it, it's not time management. You can't, yeah. We can't manage time. Mm -hmm. It's uh, choice management. Priorities. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, hmm. we have choices. Yeah. There are 24 hours in a day for every human being. And it's how we decide to choose what we do. 
Um, I gotta confess something. So uh, usually, and this is for everybody listening to this podcast. Um, the, the, when the empowerment series event happens, uh, usually I get a summary of kind of like how the conversation went, and I get like highlights and et cetera, et cetera, from people that attended. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a text message after the event that they finished, and and it's like oh, one of the the things that that she really talked about that I that you should ask or you should talk about is multitasking. And my reaction was like instantly, if you could see my face right now, it would be like, oh no, somebody that believes in multitasking. <laughs> and then I got on the phone and I called this person that gave me the information and it was the opposite. Like you and I are literally in the same channel of you cannot multitask. You literally cannot put your awareness in two places at once. Productivity is reduced to around between 40 and 50% of the original focus. So I'm glad we don't have to argue yes, about this. No, we, but, we uh, have not evolved as human it, beings yeah. to have a brain that can do two things at the same time. Exactly. So, so, so explain why is that such a myth in our current society that you can multitask? Well, I think we, what we don't realize is the, the um, instant subtle change that happens when you switch from one task to the other. You're never doing two tasks at the same time. Mm -hmm. Even if it's for a split second, Mm -hmm. your attention has shifted and it has to shift back. And each time we do that, we lose time, Mm -hmm. we lose productivity, we lose steam. Uh, So the concept, we may feel like we're doing a whole bunch of things at the same time, but we're not really. We're just doing flash changes between them. And that is is not good for stress. Uh, It's taxing our executive function. It's taxing our memory. It's taxing our bodies as we're trying to keep up with this fast pace where we think we can keep all the balls in the air. I see. So next time uh, somebody else out there hears, oh, I'm such a good multitasker, (laughs) what should our reaction be to that? Well, uh, the research I've looked at says that about 2.5% of the population can to some degree, multitask. multitask. That's uh, not a lot of people. Yeah. So I would say the high assumption is you're not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and to uh, realize what damage it's doing to you, um, yeah. what how it's decreasing your productivity yeah. and your efficiency as you're trying to bounce around and do a whole <laughs> bunch of things at once. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the easy stuff the, the easy stuff that we can start changing today to gain control of our mess that we're in regarding time management control of our activities and priorities um yes we have talked a little bit about technology and how it drags us to a place where sometimes we are not aware we're spending time on but we're definitely spending time on but i'm assuming there's other kinds of activities we do every day that you have seen in your years doing this that are so obvious to you but they are not so obvious to us. Right. So do you think of any, uh, and I'm thinking driving is probably one of them, that you do have control over how much you drive, but you just assume it's just the way it is. Ah, so we're back to choices again. Yeah. Uh, and realizing there's a lot of the world yeah. we can't control. Yeah. But we can control our choices. Okay. Uh, so if there is a just a devilish commute, and it is wearing you down, it's time to stop, step back a bit, and take a look at why. Mm. You know, there's the, there's the concept of asking the five questions. 
I'm exhausted for my commute. So why am I taking it? Because that's how long it takes to get to my job. So why are you working at that job? Well, because it pays good money. Well, why is that important? Well, because it keeps my lifestyle going. I can afford two cars so I can drive this long way to work. I think we get in so often into just habitual reactions that we yeah. don't stop long enough to think about the real whys. What, yeah. what, why am I using my life yeah. this way? I see. Uh, the five, the, the five whys. Um, so it, in the entrepreneur's uh, circle, which um, I am lucky enough to also be a little bit of an insider in that one, the five whys comes very often as to like why you do things, right? As finding the core value of why companies are uh, built, uh, why they want to grow, why they want to be successful. And it, it, and it definitely is an exercise that if you haven't done it in the last three, four years, you should just sit down with somebody that you trust is going to push you back into into answering uh, honestly and then just go ahead and do it right what a great thing to do at as we as a finish off the year. <laughs> we're finishing off the year yeah. we're starting a brand yeah. new year um, <laughs> it's the time of the return of the light so I, it's the cycle of, of yeah. Um, awareness yeah um, also is like are you are you sure you want a second plate of that turkey is like why <laughs> and then you just keep going into that and nobody's gonna have a second plate of that turkey exactly awesome. so um i wanted to 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 definitely close by giving the audience uh, a few tips that they can start working on tomorrow if you can share some of them and I know you did share with some of the t of the people in the event today sure uh, so one one key thing is to become very clear about your intentions for the day and equally clear about what you were grateful for during the day I, I really think there's so much to be gained by taking the time to reflect on all that we have. It is, uh, it's the, it's the other side of what we want is to acknowledge what we have. So I, just writing down a few words. I have to add something to that. Um, I promise me and Susan have not talked before this interview, but I practiced that around a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, the thank you for the day at night, because it is also, believe it or not, a great technique to go to sleep. It apparently calms your brain down and puts you in, in kind of like a reflection mode and you just suddenly fall asleep. Um, but it's amazing to close your day like that. You literally have a legit close of the day and not a just ongoing every night kind of thing. So I don't do it anymore. I couldn't keep up, but maybe I should keep coming back to it. The women were talking about some really cool apps you can put on your phone yes. that will remind you. Oh. Uh, you know, think about what you're grateful for today. Susan, my screen time is going to go up if I start doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, technology certainly has made... Uh, Life in the 21st century, very different from our parents and our grandparents. We are on 24-7. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, It's very hard to get away. Ain't no mountain high enough for the most part to get away from the Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. But there's also a lot of wonderful things that we can use technology for. And with something like this, that's a uh, nurturing, supportive app that can actually change your life yeah. that that's an okay use of screen time um uh, so before we close so definitely intentionality intentionality thankfulness and writing down thankfulness use your calendar schedule the 
couple of prior, think about your priorities for the day, for the week. Great to use a Sunday night or a Monday morning to set up, okay, what is it that is important for me in the big picture of my career and my life to get to this week? Choose a couple, I wouldn't yeah. say more than three, uh, one or two is good each day of something that's really moving you forward and do those first. first. Yeah. yeah. Eat the frog, as you yeah. know. Um, we can build up with anticipation and fear. Oh, this is going to take me forever. It's going to be so hard. And all of that time is wasted when we could just be doing the thing and getting it done. Yeah, there's a there's somebody that um, at least he has helped uh, the executive team here at Lexington with a tip on intentionality of meetings. And uh, the way he described it was the, the top one, two or three meetings that you want to get done that week, schedule it between Monday and Wednesday. So you have Thursday and Friday as a buffer in case you need to move them. Don't never schedule them on a Thursday and a Friday. They might get moved to next week. Yeah, I think and that's often our, our to-do lists oh yeah. are so long, we don't leave buffer in there. Uh, and we can get very tied up in doing the not yeah. that important things. Yeah. And then those really critical things get pushed off because something comes up awesome. that has to be attended to. So make a date with yourself. <laughs> that, that's that's the biggest piece of uh, the biggest gift I think you could give yourself. Sometimes is to um, commit to a time, write it down or type it in, and honor your own needs, whether it's professional or personal, hmm. um, that they get done without the interruptions. Awesome. Susan, uh, this has been awesome. Like, uh, I think people listening are probably going to start scheduling sometime on Sunday. Are probably going to start prioritizing their meetings and friends and family and work. And um, and the, the only thing I would just say myself is it works. If you start doing this, personally, I've done it. A lot of people here at the firm have started to be more intentional about their time commitments. Um, it's something that sometimes if you own a business or if you want to work with clients, Clients fall into the pers in, into this category as well, right? right? It's right. your life, it's your time, and if you want to be a top performer, you gotta be fresh and you gotta be uh, present. Exactly, and you, you can, gotta bring bring your best exactly. to everything, and it, yeah. you can't bring your best if you're depleted. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, we're definitely gonna put uh, the information uh, to, so they can reach out to you directly and your website and some past videos that we have found out there and um, in our podcast notes, so everybody can reach out to you. And if you have any questions, uh, this was the Empower Women series of December with Susan Stone. Uh, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you. It was terrific. Awesome.